0: Bit here, and you get to go up to the kids' zone today too. So that's pretty special. I mean, they're rocking up there. Uh Yeah. So thank you, Barb. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you, Pastor Ben and Angie. What a joy to be here, and uh, with our dear friend Joni. Oh, she left. She's not sitting there. Oh, she's coming. Okay. Yes. Wow. It's just such a joy to be back with you. Um, As I told the Sunday school class this morning. So much has happened since we last were with you on our last furlough. Um, You know, the worldwide pandemic. And then our dear friend, Pastor Gary, going to Jesus, going home to Jesus. And he walks us through and we're coming into just a season of, of God moving all over the earth in ways that, I mean, a lot of them I've never seen before. Didn't even anticipate that we'd get to walk in this level of glory and outpouring that we are. But so, so grateful. And um I just want to greet you in the mighty, powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the language of our Botswana tribe in Botswana. We greet you in the mighty, powerful name of our King. And um, Doctors Paul and Carol, I just want to say, by a donkey. <laughs> Shalom. Uh, That's all the Afrikaans that I know. And down there in in Southern Africa, as we are, you you can go ahead and call us Bob and Barb Funveig, because that's how they say it there. And they can't figure out why someone with the name of Van Wyck would say, you know, why we would have an American accent and have the name of Funveig. They just can't put it together. But anyway, honey, I'm off track. But I didn't know doctors Paul and Carol were going to be here, so I had to greet them in Afrikaans. Anyway. That's all I know by a donkey. Thank you. Anyway. All right. Well, we, um, <laughs> he's rolling his eyes. I know. We <laughs> Don't, roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. It'll all be okay. It'll all be okay. Let me get my notes up here so I get back on track. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, we, um, I'll, let me just introduce our family to you. We're empty nesters now, but that's a new thing this term. But here's our fam. Austin's our oldest over there on the right with his wife, Jamie. Uh, they're 28, and they live in Iowa City, and they're pursuing, he's pursuing a career in emergency medicine. And she's in law enforcement, and they're both first responders and firefighters for a couple different departments. So super proud of them. And then over on the far left is our, our girl, Stephanie. And what a joy she is to us. She'll be 25 this summer. And she has been working for Africa's Hope in the year and a half, two years since she graduated from SAGU. Are there any SAGU people here? I heard there's a couple pastors even from SAGU. All right. And uh, she's just going to start her master's degree this fall. And um, even got a job as one of the graduate assistants in the English department. So we're so, so excited for her and what God has for her. And then our youngest, Cameron, he's right there sporting the Jesus hair. (laughs) Because he took a look at his dad's hair don't and he said, I only got a few years for this hairdo. (laughs) So he's um, getting all he can out of it while he can, and he is a sophomore at SAGU. He is um, a resident advisor and enjoying that, and he's also pursuing a degree in psychology, just preparing and building some capacity. He feels called to work with missionary families and missionary kids. So um, we're just super proud of all four of our kids, and it's such a joy to be here with them. You'll see on our prayer card, pick one up on the way out. You'll see their picture is right here on the back. And the kids said, Mom, you don't have to put our picture on the back. Just put the Africa kids. That's, the, that's your heart and your ministry. And he said, no, no, no. You don't understand. When people pray for us, if you guys are thriving, we're thriving. And so um, I, that's intentionally put them on there because I think that's one of the best ways you can pray for missionaries. Missionary couples, missionary families, pray for the whole family because when those kids are healthy and thriving, we can run, run hard, and uh, and not. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, when we landed though in Botswana, you can go to that next slide. um, In January of 2010, we had no idea that we were going to be working with children. Our kids at the time were 14, 11, and 8. And uh, we did not see that coming. But God very quickly, we shared a little bit about that in Sunday school, directed us towards kids. And now our vision, our passion, God put deep in our hearts is to see a kid-friendly church within walking distance of every child in Botswana. Kid-friendly. And the way that we do that is we partner. We do it in a couple different ways. One is we partner with local pastors. You can go to that next slide. And we, local churches, and we train Sunday school teachers. And that takes care of helping to disciple them in the local church. We provide a a curriculum that's contextualized for the African context, and we teach them how to use it. And um, they go into their Sunday schools, and they're to make disciples with the children in the church. But how many of you know most children are not in church on a Sunday morning? That's how it is in Botswana. That's probably how it is here in Aberdeen. Most kids are not in church, but they are all in primary school. And so God put a vision on our hearts to um, begin, write and develop and implement gospel evangelistic ministry in the schools. You can show them that next slide where we get to do weekly primary school assemblies to bring the gospel um, every week. What we get, they said you can have 10 minutes a week. What can you accomplish in 10 minutes a week? Well, little is much in the father's hands. So in 10 minutes. We tell them a Bible story that teaches a biblical moral value or character. And we do it in the international language of children, which is fun. Because if you have fun with kids and you involve them in what you're doing, they listen to everything you say. And then we say, okay, boys and girls, why did we tell you that story? How does it apply to your life today right here in school? How does it apply at home? How does it apply in your village and in your nation? And then my favorite part, we might have a thousand kids standing in front of us, all lined up from kindergarten up to up the to sixth grade, and we just speak Jesus over them, and we pray. And we invite Jesus to come by the power of his Holy Spirit and take what they just heard and apply it to their hearts so that they can live for Jesus. Sometimes we even pray the salvation prayer with them, and many, many, many kids give their hearts to Jesus. And it's such a, it's such a joy for us to do that. And what we find out is that, Principals consistently report to us in the schools that we're working in that when that their test scores go up and their behavior problems go down. Because when you show up and you tell kids that you were made on purpose for a purpose, they sit up a little straighter. They study a little harder. They know that their life matters. And they've got a reason to be the best that they can be. And it's such a joy. We don't always get to hear... Um, the, the impact that it's having in a, in a personal one-by-one basis because there's thousands of children. But sometimes God gives us a glimpse. For example, you can go to that next slide. At this school, we this is one of our schools, just 10 minutes from where we're at. There's a little girl in that, in that student body. Her name was Vanessa. And we met her just last summer. We did not know her and, until not even a year ago. But um, she had, was going to that school and hearing the lessons that Bob would bring every week. And a la- little over a year ago, he taught on Jonah. And Vanessa told us, she said, when he talked about Jonah, I thought, well, I don't want to be a Jonah. I don't want to run away from God. I want to run to God. And so she said, I gave my heart to Jesus when he prayed. Mm-hmm. And then we also teach the kids that, that you can talk to God anytime, anywhere about anything. If it matters to you, it matters to him. And so she had a big need in her family because her mom was a single mama. There were several siblings all living in their very humble two-room um, house. And they, mama didn't have a job. So there was no provision. So they didn't know where their next meal was coming from, clothing, school fees, none of it. It was so hard. And she thought, well, I could talk to God. So she said, on a Tuesday, I went in one of those rooms, and I got down on the floor, and I said, God, my mom needs a job. And then four hours later, her mom's phone rang, and it was a guy saying, would you want to work for me? I have a full-time job for you. You're going to have to move to my village. It's 45 minutes away, but would you be, would you be willing to do that? And, and I also have a house that your whole family can live in. And Vanessa knew that God had heard her prayer. So she, at that time, at that time, last year, you know, we were, had only been in six schools. For, we've been slogging for six, seven years, hard ground for children's ministry in Africa. It's not a thing yet, but it's becoming more and more of a thing. So we've been slogging hard. We were only in six schools for, for six years and about 5,000, 6,000 kids a week. But then um, in one of those schools, there we were five around our, our city where we lived. Only one village were we in. Out of the thousands of villages in Botswana, we were only in one village. Which village do you suppose we were in and that Vanessa moved to? Yes same one the village of Kopong. it was actually our one of our first schools that Bob goes out there every Friday and serves up spiritual food for these kids it's been a huge transformation on that whole campus and uh and Vanessa got to keep hearing the stories about Jesus so in June of last year, when we had a summer missions team come over, we're able to do kids' crusades when we have extra help and extra workers. And so we'd got, we were going to do a kids' crusade, partnering with the Assembly of God Church in that village. And we, uh, so we hand out little flyers to all the kids in the student body to tell them where to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the times. Well, Vanessa got herself to the tent. But it wasn't so easy for her to do that. Because last year in April, she'd been playing with her friends and climbing a tree, and she fell out of that tree and landed on her right side, and it had turned her from a very active mobile kid to immobile and pretty much housebound. She could get to school, she could get home, but she couldn't play anymore. She had so much pain, and the, the medicine that was available to them, the medical care had done all they could, and she just was in so much pain all the time. So we're leading the boys and girls after Bob shared the lesson and presented the gospel, and we had a tent full of about 250 kids there. Um, I was playing the piano, just leading them in worship. As they lift, all lift their hands to Jesus. Some of them just met him and come into his presence. I felt the Holy Spirit to say, just ask if anybody needs healing. So I said, all right, I've never done that before. God's leading us in new territory. This is awesome as we move with the Spirit and flow in his gifts with the kids. I said, all right, anyone need healing? Nobody moved. Okay. Then she came all the way from the back of the tent, came down to the front, stood right in front of my piano right here. I had our team come and pray for her. She came back the next day on Saturday, and that's when we got to meet Vanessa for the first time. We didn't know any of this until then, but she told us her story, how she'd started at that other school, moved to that school, all the things Jesus had done for her. And she said, told us about falling out of the tree. She said, the minute your team, when they laid their hands on me, the pain completely left my body. But I didn't want to tell you because I was afraid it wouldn't last. But I went home, and I told my mom, Mom, look, I'm healed. I don't have any pain. Jesus touched me. And her mama said, we're going to go to that church. And that's the deal. The, The healthy local church is the hope of the world. And as missionaries, we get to partner with them to bring life and love and hope to everywhere he sends us. Can't even quantify the number. That's up to him. But everywhere we go and you know so in Botswana this is just one of many stories the doors are wide open for the gospel and so it's not for a lack of opportunity but it's for a lack of laborers what did Jesus say the harvest is great pray the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers so throughout all these six years we've been praying, God raise up a national champion we have trained hundreds of people over the last six years to do this primary school ministry it's not rocket science it's not hard you just have to be willing and faithful show up you know and give that that bit of time an hour or two a week so we've trained them but they don't mobilize they just sit on their hands it's like god raise up we need a national champion and so god did that last year he raised up this brother in the next slide mr ohona Shoswani, and he is a high capacity transformational leader in botswana he travels and represents botswana internationally in his profession, but he also is a leader in the Assemblies of God in Botswana, and he has a passion and a fire burning in his belly to get the gospel to the primary schools. And he, um, when we, we met with him in January and talked about what's, what's God giving you, what's he saying, what's your dream, what's your goal? And so last year, guys, in just eight weeks' time, the Holy Spirit blew, and we went from six schools to 23 schools. In eight weeks' time, we went from five schools, you know, 5,000 kids a week to over 15,000 kids a week hearing the gospel, the word of God that never returns void. So he said, we're in 23 schools right now. He said, I believe that we can double by December 2023. If we can double this year, we'll double this year. We're going to double every year after that. We will potentially be in all 805 primary schools in Botswana by 2027. 750,000 children hearing the life-giving gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're so excited. We are so excited to be able to partner with you to reach these kids. God is doing it. He is um, really just astounding us in that Ephesians 3.20, Pastor Ben, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more you could ever ask or imagine. That's what we're seeing. And it's so awesome. And we thank you for your partnership, your passion for missions. This church, this healthy local church, is the hope of the world as well. God bless you.
2: Good morning. It's great to be with you. And uh, thank you, Pastor Ben, for allowing us to be with you today today. As Barb said, great things are happening, and and uh, we are so grateful for that. We know that uh, the work is is great, and and there's a a lot of work yet that still has to be done. As uh, has been emphasized a little bit this morning, uh, and I'm seeing this theme a little bit. You know, what what is the Lord? Calling us to do what is he calling you to do? What is what is each one of our parts' roles in his kingdom, and what does he want us to do? How does he want us to respond? Because the need is still great. We know that it is here in the U.S., isn't it? We don't have to look too far to know that the need is here. But even in the the African continent, uh, we have a unique situation uh, that I just want to help put in perspective. In Africa right now, there's almost a billion people on the continent. This uh, container of Cheerios uh, represents those billion people. There's not a billion Cheerios in here, but uh, it just represents them. But you'll notice that half of them are chocolate and half of them are strawberry. Now, some of you that didn't have breakfast might be getting a little hungry right now. Uh, So, sorry about that. But there's an illustration here because on the African continent this represents all the people. The chocolate they're the adults. The strawberry they're the kids. 50 percent of the population on the African continent is children under the age of 15. UNICEF tells us that by 2030 half the continent well, we'll have reached one billion people easily if it hasn't gotten there already, but half of them will be children. 500 million children on a continent. Now, put that in perspective, U.S. has, what, 330 million people? So if we turn all, all of the U.S. into kids, we still don't have all the kids that are represented in Africa. There's a huge, huge need Now to add to that, if we take those 500 million children in the assemblies of God today in Africa, there are 370 missionaries. Of those 370 missionaries, you'll see that this, the Cheerios here obviously once more represents all the children, 500 million. You might see a little bit of brown in there, I'm sure it's it's difficult to see, but That represents those of us that are working with kids. There's 37 of us in Assemblies of God on the continent of Africa trying to reach these children. The need is great. And we need those workers. If the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, if he's been speaking to your heart about working with kids or just being a missionary in Africa, please talk to us. We would love to visit with you. We'd love to uh, help you explore what the Holy Spirit may be stirring in your heart. But the need is great because if we can capture this generation, the impact that could transform not only a continent, but the influence of that continent that could take place throughout the world would be incredible. And God loves these children. He loves them so much. And he wants them to know his life-saving message. Jesus' words to us are are, are still for today, even in the midst of all of of what's going on, even in the midst of great challenge and, and, and numbers that seem impossible, Jesus still tells us, go into all the world and preach the good news to anyone. Excuse me, everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. You notice in these verses, he's not, he's not quantifying or qualifying his command. he's not saying that, 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 that if you go into all the world, just just preach to a few. He's saying preach it to everyone And he says, when you preach it to anyone, anyone who believes, anyone. Anyone, it doesn't matter race, it doesn't say you have to be this, you have to be that, you have to fit in this mold, you have to have this label. No, anyone who believes will be saved. Anyone. Anyone who doesn't is going to be condemned, but those that believe will be saved. It's a personal thing. And then then we're following through. The qualifying thing is is we follow him in obedience. That first act of obedience, baptism. Jesus says be baptized. So when we start following him, obeying him, we're saved. I believe. I'm following him. I'm doing as as he's leading me to do and as, as the scriptures are guiding me and leading me. And then he says... These miraculous signs in verse 17 will accompany, will accompany, not may accompany, might every once in a while in the right season, they will accompany those who believe. First of all, what it said, we're going to have power over the demonic realm that tries to discourage and capture and and, and, and hold people bound they will cast out demons in my name they will speak in new languages verse 18 they will be able to handle snakes with safety and if they drink anything poisonous it won't hurt them what's he talking about there when a threat comes from the outside snakes yeah we we know about them very well in africa (laughs) and you definitely stay away from them they are treated with great respect and and uh You want to stay away from those snakes. But what's he saying? He's saying any threat that comes at us from the outside that wants to destroy us, he says, my power is with you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep you safe. And if you take anything on the inside, if there's something rising up on the inside that is trying to, that wants to destroy you from the inside, fear, worry, anxiety, the list goes on, things that rise up within. He said, that can't touch you either. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And when we are in Christ, he is flowing in us, restoring and renewing us, and it flows out. So whether the threat is from the inside or the outside, his power is there. Guiding and leading us, equipping us for the task. They'll be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Some people came up front this morning asking for prayer. I don't know what those specific prayer requests were, but if you prayed for healing, Jesus is that healer and he heals today. Don't go back doubting your prayer today. Don't doubt what took place at this altar today as people placed their hands on you. Some of you were anointing with oil. The symbol of the Holy Spirit. It's not just a practice. It's not just an empty form that we go through. It's because we tap into the power of Almighty God. Who has made every one of us on purpose for a purpose? In his image, the Bible tells us we are made. Starts right there in Genesis chapter 1, doesn't it? Chapter 2. And it's still true today. Every one of us made in the image of God. Every time you look in the mirror, you're seeing a part of God. You realize that. No one else. Looks like God like you do. And that makes you valuable to him. That makes you special to him. He loves you. And he didn't make you by mistake. Doesn't matter what man says. It doesn't matter. All life is precious before God. And if you have the breath, you, you know you're here. You have the breath of life in your lungs. There's purpose for you. And God never, never calls you a mistake. He never, never says, "Well, not this one. Ah. Huh? No. He loves you. He loves you. So even though sometimes we look at these numbers and we see, how can this go? God's power is with us, and we don't know where this influence is going to stop. We don't know how, how God is going to use us. Sometimes it's it's in unmistakable ways, or, or not unmistakable, there's ways that we don't even realize. That happened to me in Botswana. In 2019, a man came through my door. I was substitute teaching at the Bible college, and 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 a man came right up to me. It's the next slide. This is Tomello. He came right up to me. He says, Pastor Bob, do you, still, do you remember me? I said, no, you're going to have to help me to help me with this. He said, you still go to the primary schools? Do you still tell them about Jesus? Yeah, I still do that. He said, when you, came, when you started at my school, you started in June of 2014. He's right, I did. He said, I was a fifth grade teacher at that school. And I had a seven-year-old boy. He was in second grade. What you didn't know is I was an alcoholic. And when I would come to school, I'd bring my boy to class and pick him up at the end of the day. I'd go home and I'd drop him off at home and I'd go to the bar, get drunk, start all over the next day. And you started telling those Bible stories. But at this school... They wouldn't let me come every week. I couldn't do ten minutes a week. It had to be every other week. And they told me later they said, we didn't know if we could trust you or not. we weren't sure who you were. It's okay and I thought at the time I mean even in my uh, this is this was the challenge of my thinking at the time I thought I thought, yeah, I'm going every other week, but I'm just earn, earning credibility so I can come every week because what could I mean ten minutes every other week that I need, you know, 20, 20 minutes a month. No, I really need the full 40 a month in order to be effective. Like 20 more minutes a month is going to make that much difference. That shows you the <clears throat> level of faith sometimes we deal with. But he said, my little boy, even though you came every other week, my little boy, he fell in love with those Bible stories. He had come home every night and he would say, mommy, daddy, get out the Bible. I want you to read me more Bible stories. I love these stories. I need to hear more. A couple months pass. It's Friday night, August 22nd, 2014. Tamela says, I came home from the bar drunk. Got a good start for the weekend. But there's my family standing at the door when I arrived at home. They're saying, hey, the Assembly of God Church down the road, They're they're having a a crusade tonight. Would you bring us? I say I was drunk, but I thought, yeah, I'll help him out. So they get in the car and they're on their way to the crusade. On the way. Seven year old boy, his name is Tumo. Turns to his dad. Dad, you stop drinking. And he starts talking about the pain. Starts talking about the heartache that he and the rest of the family are experiencing. Dad, will you, will you come to the crusade with us tonight? Will you? Tamello said he, I got to the got to the church, and he's still talking, and I parked outside the gate because there's no way I was going in. I had already purchased more alcohol. is in the car and I was going back to the bar. But now Timo's pleadings turned to sobs as he begs his dad. Dad, this is ruining our family. It's tearing us apart. Tamela said, I, I looked at my son and he said, even though I was drunk, I thought, what kind of father am I? Causing this kind of pain to my little boy. says. So as I knelt down, I picked him up. I walked into the church with him. Sat in the back pew because I smelled like alcohol. Holy Spirit didn't care. That night, Tomello gave his heart to the Lord. He goes home that night. and He said, I laid in bed all night long thinking about my life, the decisions that I'd made in my life, and thinking about the decision I made that night. So when I got up the next morning, I went straight out to my car, took my alcohol, dumped it all out. He hasn't had a drop since. Now he starts leading his family to church. Church surrounds him, embraces him. Pastor takes him under his wing and starts discipling and mentoring him. And a few years later, Tamello and his family are some of the leaders in the church. Tamello's on the church board. 2018, Spirit starts talking to him about something else. Tamello? be my pastor. He enrolls at Assembly Bible College. That's what he is doing in my class in 2019. Just this last year, just a couple months ago, December 24, excuse me, December 20 December 10th of 2022 next slide. Tamella walked the line as Assemblies of God pastor. Saved, healed, delivered. Seven-year-old boy, here's the gospel. (laughs) Two times a month, not any more than 10 minutes of time. But the power of the gospel hits that little boy. Gives him a strength and a boldness to share truth and transforms a family. We don't know, and I just want to encourage you today don't get weary in doing good. At the appropriate time, we reap a reward of right living. Jesus, the one that is the same yesterday, today, and forever, is building his kingdom. And so, even though these numbers look, and then even looking across the U.S., we think, we shake our heads and we think, where's this all going? We look beyond that and we look to the one that's greater the one that is promised i will never leave you i will never forsake you i will always be with you because when i am with you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and when we walk with him we don't know where our influence is being felt we don't know who's watching us we don't know who's listening but God is taking all of that. All of that. I don't know the other stories that are coming out of these schools. I don't but I know that they're there. Every once in a while we get a glimpse of what that looks like and what's happening. I thought for sure in Botsolano Primary, I thought, I thought we're not going to see much fruit here until I get to go every week. <laughs> No, God's word never comes back void. Keep living for Him. Keep walking with Him. Keep allowing your light to shine. Don't compare yourself with others. As I was praying this morning, that's one of the uh, I, I, that was just emphasized this morning it was, was, don't compare with others. Just be yourself because you remember you are made in the image of God on purpose for a purpose. I don't walk for my wife. She doesn't walk for me. Both of us expresses Christ a little bit differently. It's true for all of us. But the fact is we are made in God's image. On purpose for a purpose. And his power is made perfect in our weakness. Walk with him in boldness and in strength. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He's with you. I'm going to pray in just a moment. But if you're here today, I don't know everyone in this room, but God does. And there's two things that I want to emphasize as we we come to this time of prayer. First of all, if you don't know Jesus, he loves you. He has a plan for you. You've been made in his image. The world wants to slot you in there. And their definition of, of what is important and God le- looks at you and he says that one's mine I know that there are people that, that many times have heard curses things have been spoken to them that have that, that diminished them curses that have been spoken against them Sometimes by family members. Those hurts run deep. But you have a heavenly father that gave you life. And his breath is in you now. He knows the number of beats your heart is going to make. And he cares about you. He loves you. He doesn't want you captured by sin. He wants you to be set free. set free from sin, set free from the lies that the enemy has has planted within you. And he doesn't stand with a, with, a, with a cane or a whip trying to whap you into place, to beat you. He comes with open arms because he loves you. You are his special creation. No one else can reflect him like you. And that sin prevents us from doing that. And, and he just says, you know, Jesus just comes and says, you ask me to forgive you. you. Give me your life. I have life for you, not only here, but for eternity the sin is he will take away that sin and he restores us and he makes us new that's the first group if you need to do that I'm going to ask I'm going to invite you to accept the Lord in just a moment but the other group that I want to talk about is those that, that those curses have been spoken against you and, and today maybe you need to be they, they plague you every time something happens this There's this narrative that plays in your mind. And it's held you bound. You're not good enough. You hear that narrative. Nah, you're just a mistake. Ah, he'll never amount to anything. She'll never amount to anything. It's not what your Heavenly Father says. Not at all. He loves you. He loves you. He made you on purpose for a purpose. Those lies and those curses, they need to go. They need to be replaced with the truth of God's word. You are holy and dearly loved. His special creation. In fact, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 2, here is... We are his masterpiece, his masterpiece. He loves us, he loves you. Walk in his love, enjoy his presence and get to know him in the fullness of life that he has for you. Let's pray together this morning. Jesus thank you thank you Father that, that this true the truth of your word is alive and well today and, and we know that you are with us your power is as strong today as it ever was the same power that raised you from the dead is for every believer today Father, I thank you that you have made each person on purpose for a purpose. Father, maybe there's someone here this morning that they haven't been able to receive your love, they haven't been able to walk in that freedom and experience the life that only you can give because there's sin that has been controlling them. There's sin that's just They've chosen not to follow you, but this morning they're not here by mistake, or they're not watching, they're not watching by mistake today. You love them. And when we come to you and we ask you to forgive us, you do just that. And we follow you. We learn what your love is like the fullness of life that comes from knowing you. If you're here today, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. But if you need to receive this love today, you're ready to get rid of this sin that has controlled you and held you in bondage. Your response today is not to me, but it is to the Lord. And I am going to ask for a physical response today, and it's just going to be very simple. I just If you need to receive that love today, you're ready to to get rid of this sin, this controlling sin in your life. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand to God right now. Just raise it to him right now. By raising it, you're saying, God, I need you. I need to get rid of it. Yes. Yes, anyone else today, you can put your hands down after you've raised them. loves you he cares about you he wants you to be free and experience his life anyone else let's pray this prayer together today but if you raised your hand or if you're here and you know you should have raised your hand pray this prayer from your heart father looks at the heart He wants to set you free. Let's pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I've sinned. I've done wrong. I'm sorry. I believe that you died and rose again for my sin. Come into my heart. Help me live for you. I make this choice starting right now. Thank you again for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for anyone that prayed this from their heart today. Father, the old is gone, the new has come. That's your promise. The sin has been removed. And now this new life is flowing in and through, restoring. Bless and encourage each one now with the power of your love. But Father, I'm also praying for anyone that, that, that they've been living for you or trying to live for you. But Father, there's this, this, this curse, this narrative that keeps playing over and over in their minds that diminishes them, that, that, that quantifies them, that, that, that boxes them and prevents them from receiving the fullness of your love and the fullness of the life that comes from you. They doubt themselves. And it's hard for them to place their trust in you. It's easy for them to compare themselves to others. Father, right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. His mm. heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if that's you right now, I'm going to ask for a physical response from you as well because sometimes we just need that before the Lord just to say Lord this is me this is my surrender to you but I believe God wants to set some people free this morning so his heads are by and eyes are closed if that's you I want you just to stand where you are if you've got stuff that just has held you bound and has held you captive just stand where you are this is between you and God No one looking around, just this is between you and God. Father, right now, I pray for these people that are standing by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. Break this narrative that has been ringing in their ears, that has been holding them bound, that they feel like they're always running up against, that has always kept them in a lane and has prevented the fullness of your spirit to be moving and working in their life be broken in Jesus name curses you are gone that narrative is erased totally erased by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ and now freedom freedom, a new way of thinking. Father, you're replacing it with, a, with your promises. Your promises. Yes and amen. Your promises. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are holy and dearly loved. In Jesus' name. A masterpiece of the Father. You are God's masterpiece. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for those that you are setting free now. And those who the Son sets free are free indeed. They're free indeed. They are free by the of Jesus, yes. And now freedom, joy, joy, greater joy than you've ever experienced in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. I just want to give a moment of instruction to that because the enemy is going to try to come back and try to replay that. Those of you that stood this morning, he's going to try to break that and and come back in with his lies. So the key is the scriptures that we talk about, the promises of, of our value in God. But also there's a proverb that tells us that an unfair curse cannot land on its intended victim. You're made in the image of God. That makes you an unintended victim. You're in Christ. That makes you an unintended victim. And so the, the, the proverb goes on to say, it's like a darting swallow or a fluttering sparrow. Now we know what sparrows are like. They come in and they're gone. You don't see them in one place hardly at all. And I grew up on the farm. I know what swallows are. They were in and out of the cow, cow barn before you even knew it. They're just in and out so quick. But that's the image that God wants us to have. That when a curse comes, or when it tries to replay in our mind, or somebody talks, it's like a darting swallow. It's like a fluttering sparrow. It's there and it's gone. It can't land on you, it can't land, it cannot stay. God has set you free. God has set you free. Don't let them rest on you anymore. That's Satan's lies. That's Satan trying to keep you in bondage and in prison. Jesus has come to set the prisoner free. You're free today. Amen? Amen. Church, thank you so much for allowing us to be with you today. Pastor Ben, thank you so much for, your, for allowing us. We, we love our partnership. We love you guys. Uh, you have a special place in our hearts. And uh, we are so grateful that we're not going to Botswana alone. You're coming with us. You, you're, you're with us in our ministry. And it's been an honor to be with you today. God bless you. And uh, we know that great things are, are, are in store for Aberdeen First Assembly. God bless you. Thank you so much.
0: Hmm. What a powerful word. God is setting people free in this building today. And uh, I'm so excited for what God is doing. Excited for what God's doing here. I'm excited for what God's doing in Botswana. We've got some kids to reach, right? Estimated 500 million kids that we can reach in Africa. So let's play our part. Let's play our part. So two things that we can do today before we leave. Uh, we want to support this ministry financially. So I, I want to give you an opportunity to give this morning. Uh, today, in the, you can give uh, with the offering envelopes in the back of the pew in front of you. Just mark your, you can mark it Africa. Okay? You can mark it missionary. You can mark it uh, Van Weyks and drop it in the offering plate. You can also text, text the word missionary and uh, the amount of, be a phone. All those directions are right there in front of you. I encourage you to give today. How can we partner? How, how can we give so that more and more kids can be reached? We're, we're trying to reach the next generation in Africa all the way from Aberdeen, South Dakota, but I believe God can do it. I believe God that he wants to multiply that so we can, we can keep doubling each and every year uh, that God would, would double the influence that we can have in Africa, in, in the children over there. So let's just pray right now uh, for this offering. Jesus, we, we come to you and we pray that you would move powerfully. God, that you'd move powerfully through this offering, through these gifts. God, that we believe that you can use these to do above and beyond our imagination. So God, we give today, we give sacrificially, and we pray that you would use it to your glory in the name of Jesus. Anything that you, uh, that isn't marked, you know, tithe or offering, everything's going to be going uh, to our missionaries today. Uh, So thank you for giving. And the last thing today is, is we don't want to send a missionary off unless we pray for them. And uh, so we'd like to pray for you, Bob and Barb, why don't you just stand up and you can just kind of make yourself just right in here. And uh, everybody, would you please stand with us? And would you just come and and surround these people? Let's lay our hands on them and, and let's... Let's come and and let's pray for them. Uh, We believe God's going to do a great thing. And and as we dismiss too, go out and and make sure you stop by their booth. Grab a prayer card. Let's not just pray for them once, but let's pray for them each and every day that God would move. Let's pray for their family. Uh, Let's pray for a move of the Holy Spirit in in Botswana like we've never seen before. So let's, let's pray for these precious gifts that God has given our church. Jesus, we lift up to you. Bahab and Bar. We lift up their family to you. God, I thank you that you've used these precious servants that you've called them. God, that they've gone on an adventure they never dreamed of, but God, they're right there with you. So, Lord, we know that you love the children of Africa, the children of Botswana, and God, we just pray for a great move, a great revival in this nation. God, that we'd see many stories where as, as their children come to you, the parents would come to you. God, that you would sweep across this land. Oh, God, would you move in Africa cup Lord, we pray for Bob and Barb, that you would bless them, bless their marriage. God, that you would strengthen them, that you would meet every financial need. God, every every paperwork need. God, as they go back into the country, Lord Jesus, we pray uh, for their children. God, as they're grown and out of the house, but Lord, we pray for your blessing. God, that, that you and your legacy, Lord, would continue from generation to generation. That each and every one of their kids and someday grandkids, God, would, would know you and love you and serve you with everything that they have. So, Lord, we pray your blessing on this family. We pray for your blessing on this ministry. Lord, we pray that you would continue to send more. God, that you would send more missionaries. Uh, God, that you would continue to send, that you would continue to call, that you would continue to raise up the next generation. God, that that many uh, of these kids that they're reaching, God, would continue uh, to go on and be leaders of their country. God, that they would be leaders in the church. Oh, Lord, that that they would lift up your name and declare your name. God, we're praying, God, that you would change Botswana completely, oh Lord, that your gospel would come in in power and in glory and change this nation. So we pray for these precious people. Lord, bless your servants today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Thank you, Bob and Barb, for joining us today. Thank you all for being here on live stream. Have an incredible Sunday, and be sure to stop by the booth before you leave uh, out in the foyer today.